What is up, Glory Gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Glory Boys Podcast, Season 2. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. And I'm Darren. And today we're going to discuss a fatal mistake that will happen to you inevitably, Mm -hmm. how you can be prepared uh, to protect yourself against it. Before we get into this episode, let's let's roll roll that that intro. Fatal mistake, like you could die. I mean, or maybe, or your company could die. Your that could make you want to die, or it could make you want to die. What is that actually, though? So, what is the thing that we're talking about that just really can add that level and amount of stress in your life? We'll tell you in a minute. Stay tuned. St- well, finish the episode to find out. But actually, we will talk about it in a minute. But it is really, really crucial. I think uh, as every business owner, there's those tension points, those things that um, if they were to go wrong, it could really just take you out completely as a company. Yep. And and we're going to discuss kind of how to combat that, how to prepare for that, how to really bring solution to that. Um, but until then, uh, just uh, catch us up a little bit on like what we've been up to and and how we've been trying to be more efficient with our time and our company and our employees and really just creating margin to grow and scale as a company. Yeah. So we're, we're still kind of testing this new schedule, um, and time blocking system. And I feel like it is, it is working. Um, and it's definitely improved, uh, just even our flow of function, I think as a business with getting projects reviewed and really making dedicated time for the things that are most important. Um, I wouldn't say we're like fully adherent to it quite yet. Sure. Um, it, it honestly, I think is, it's just hard to take discipline over your time. And so it's just, it's a process that we're working through. Mm-hmm. Um, things come up in your personal life. I think that's uh, a, a big thing for me that when something comes up that throws your schedule off, yep. how does it not completely throw you off and kind of put you back to step one. Right. Um, how do you recover quickly? So I feel like that's what we're learning now. Um, I had, I was out several days last week and I'm moving right now and my kids are both sick. And so there's a lot going on outside of business. And really that's why we're doing this is so that we, we can have the freedom to take care of the things uh, that we need to. Yeah. We were texting our coach and she was kind of catching up, us up on what we were going to talk about in the later meeting. And she's like, Hey, did you guys get this done? And we were like, actually no, because Austin was out a couple of days. Kids are sick, all of this stuff. And she goes, thank God for margin and thank God for free time or thank God for the room that we've built. And it got me thinking like, wow, like we've normally we would be stressing out and like scatter brained and like just trying to keep things together. But because we've been so effective with creating that time in our schedules, it's, it hasn't really like felt like we're way behind, Yeah, you know, and you were able to leave for a couple of days and I kind of picked up pieces and we just, yeah, we kept it going and it wasn't like a big stress point. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the biggest benefit of proper delegation mm-hmm. is it, nothing rests on one person. Right. And so that it, there is the freedom and I didn't feel stressed. Um, you know, I feel somewhat guilty because as a business owner, I want to be here. I don't want to be taking time off and sure. I, unless I need to. Right. Um, but I needed to, and I didn't have to feel a level of guilt of our projects going to get out. Our clients going to be taken care of because the team at this point 
uh, is pretty self-sustaining and we, they could put out stuff without us reviewing it and it would be awesome. And it would, uh, the clients would be excited about it. And so, um, I'm proud to, to say that we've built something that we can take that time when it's, when it's necessary. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really, really great. Um, I'm excited to move next week, honestly. So my life can kind of return to normal, um, a little bit and we can really dial in and really be a little bit more strict with this schedule. Right. If you'd like to see kind of the template that we're using, um, hit us up. Hello at glorievisuals.com or shoot us a DM on social at glory visuals. Let us know. We can send you that. Um, I have no problem with that. So you can kind of see how we've blocked out our time, but, uh, Next really with her is focusing on process documents. Um, So we had the team create several SOPs last week, which if you don't know what that is, it's a standard operating procedure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a document basically listing out how to do something. Yep. And we've never really done this as a company. And I feel like most creatives don't. Yes. uh, Because how do you put a process to the creative. You can't define the creative process, man. Don't put me in a box, Don't put man. me in a box, Don't put me in a man. box, man. There's no limits to the the creative ability of, of my mind, man. You can't put a list on it, dude. You can't put a lid on me, dude. I ain't a jar, dude. <laughs> so I'm that's not a, I'm not a jar, dude. <laughs> but that's how I feel like a lot of creatives are. And there, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of things that you can't make a standard operating procedure on. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can make one for how to make a commercial because they're so different. Yeah. Um, there's no one way to make a commercial, right. but there is one way that as a company, we've decided that we dump footage and yeah. structure our files right. and our folders. And so everything in your business that you can put a operating procedure to start doing that sooner rather than later, because yeah. the the beauty of that is when you start hiring employees, you, you avoid what we've kind of had to learn the hard way because we didn't have anything in place when we hired our first, second or third employee. We still had nothing. That is correct. And so we, it was hard to set expectations because we didn't have anything clearly outlined. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to manually be there with someone to train them. Whereas if you had an SOP, you can hand them a document, they can follow it. Um, And so it saves you time and energy. And really, uh, I think it just, if you can get those things in place, you're your values and your, uh, your SOPs and things like that before you start scaling and growing and hiring employees. Yeah. It just makes it easier because then you have something that you can hand them and that's here. This is how our company is. Yeah. I used to work at a coffee shop, um, many years ago for many years. And there, one of the part of the job descriptions was because it was a newer coffee shop at the time, every like process that we learned or developed in the place, whether it was like washing a dish to how to make a latte, to how do you put the baked goods in a case. There was like all these things. And it's like, it seems really silly, right? Like, oh, the case needs filled. Okay, I'm going to go to the freezer, grab a bunch of muffins and put them in the case. Well, there's actually like a really strategic way of keeping the inventory or the baked goods like oldest to newest and, and making sure that you're grabbing the oldest muffin, you know, by date, expiration date. And like selling it right and how you refill it and restock it. All these silly things. But we would have new people come in all the time. And we had a lot of uh, new baristas, a lot of new bakers. And they needed to know the same process. Because if we were all off, then the next day we'd come in and the inventory's off. The wrong baked goods are being sold. Mm-hmm. Stuff is being expired faster. I mean, lattes are being made poorly. It just like 
all was like a domino effect of chaos. And then um, our boss just told us like, hey, you're really good at this. So I need you to make an SOP for this thing that you do every day so that people can learn it exactly like you do. And so, yeah, we just started doing it. And we had this huge binder. We even had SOPs on clipboards that hung up. I think they actually still hang up to this day Mm -hmm. Um, behind the counter. There's like some SOPs that are literally there that I even helped develop. And so we're kind of taking the same process here where our coach, Beth, um, that helps us keep all of our stuff in a row. um, She literally just had us have our employees write SOPs, like how to turn on, how to start up the office in the morning. So you unlock the doors. Okay. That's a no brainer. But sometimes we forget to unlock the front door and then the UPS guy can't drop off our package that we need really bad for a shoot the next day. So there's like these weird little things, but we'll just go down the list of like every single thing, turn on the lights, turn on the TVs, turn on this, turn on that. And just making sure that the startup routine is there. We're coming into a, a office that's prepared and ready for us to crush the day. The same thing with a shoot, you know, or same thing with grabbing gear, the same thing with charging batteries, the same thing with dumping footage. It, it all transcends through each process. It keeps us efficient. It's so that we all stay on the same rhythm so that we don't make the silly mistakes that waste time. So yeah, um, had the team last week work on the startup and mm-hmm. shutdown routine. Yep. Um, Bray is currently crushing and working on like a huge illustrator document with pictures and everything on how we dump footage. Yeah. Uh, because really that's part of the next step uh, in our company is as we scale and grow and really put a focus on acquiring new clients uh, in this season and the next quarter, that will inevitably lead to needing to hire editors. As we hire, you know, associate editors, our current editors and lead editor Bray we'll need to be able to delegate things to them. Yep. And most of those things can have an SOP. So how to dump footage. You know, it takes somebody probably in a good hour to dump all the footage from a wedding day. And uh, it, it doesn't need to be the lead editor. It could be an associate editor, an intern or something like that. But it's so much more effective if you're able to just hand them a document that yeah. you took, you know, maybe eight to 16 hours to create one time. Yeah. But you're able to now pass this to someone and save yourself the time of having to sit down with them and explain it every single step of the way. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited. We actually just ordered a binder from Amazon and we got some uh, like laminated little sheets or whatever, or like little sleeves that go in it. So we'll actually, yeah, print all these off. And as we build more SOPs, they'll go into the binder. And so that the whole point of this is, and it seems silly, like why would I make all these documents that are going to sit in a binder in a drawer and probably be reviewed, you know, not as often as you'd think, but it's more so just building a healthy foundation in our business so that literally anybody, like if we hire you, for instance, and you come in as an editor for Glory Visuals, we're going to have tons of different materials of training, videos, but also like there's going to be this binder of SOPs that we're going to have you go through and read and understand that if you're facing something that you're like, oh, I can't remember how I did this during training, you go to the SOP and it's going to sh- literally like it's a it's a training book for dummies. Like it'll say step by step every single thing that you need to do to achieve whatever it is that you're trying to do. So it's really just building that foundation um, and it allows us to see into the future, allows us to um, have something very firm to stand on so that we can look and and be excited to hire the next person. And it's not so much of I think for us, we 
we'll think of, or talk about hiring somebody and it's like, oh man, like we're going to have to take a whole week off work, like train them. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get them on the field. We have to get them in the studio, teach them how to use the gear. Like all that stuff is a part of it, but it takes such a weight off when like the monotony and the, the very like detail stuff that sometimes is so difficult to go through and it's hard to just go through things and go through a system and then have people remember it anyway. Right. So having that stuff on paper is just going to help us be really strong moving forward and, and our hires will feel very confident in what, what they're stepping into rather than just saying, Hey, just uh, figure it out. And if you have questions like ask Bray and hopefully you'll kind of get settled in and get used to it. It's like, no here, like if you have a problem, we're here to help obviously, but here's an SOP book as everything that you need. So in a nutshell, um, start the process. It can be daunting, but what's one thing that you can put an SOP to uh, this week that as you're doing it, it really isn't that complicated. Just as you're doing it, as you're dumping footage, as you're lining up a project, as you're looking for music, just list the steps that you take. That's literally all it is. Yeah. If you don't have employees and you're, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense for me right now. Well, don't look at it like that. Just get ahead. Um, I wish at, we would have. Yeah, because SOPs will change. Like you will have to update them. You will have to review them probably quarterly or yearly or however that looks. But I would just say like, even if it's just dumping footage for you, like in your process and that you really like, just literally what Austin just said is just, okay, pull the SD card out of the camera. That's step one. Put the SD card into the computer or whatever. That's step two. I mean, it can literally be like the stupid, simple process. Make it dummy proof. Dummy proof. Um, And then what do you do? You pull the SD card out after you dump and do all the file stuff. Then you put it back in. Do you format it right then? Or do you have a backup? Or like whatever the system is, you just want to make sure that it's written down step by step so that somebody, even I could go into your workflow. I could be like, all right, I'm shooting for you. I'm going to go shoot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, how do you dump your footage? I know how I do it, but how do you do it? How do you, how does your company do it? And then I can look at that SOP and, and you're good to go. So yeah, SOPs can save you, uh, from menial tasks and time, but they also can save you from major business shaking mistakes. And that's really what we want to talk to you, uh, today. And that's losing footage. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I lie awake on sleepless nights. Every night, actually. Imagining a world where I lost footage. In a world. Which, disclaimer, we have done one time. One time. We lost uh, a small client shoot that was for a friend that we were able to redo. Yep. Hallelujah. And we did lose a groundbreaking ceremony for a church. um, (laughs) And thankfully, they were extremely nice about it. Yeah. Uh, we still work with them. They're still, we have a great client relationship. Yep. Um, it was a one-time thing. It was a freak weird accident, uh, where we had Chronosync set up and we were using it to basically synchronize two different drives that we were working off of yeah. so that they were the same. Right. Uh, don't do that. It, yeah. it messes with your stuff yeah. and ultimately it led to it deleting everything off of one of the drives. Uh, which included those two projects. Thankfully, everything else was on the other drive because before that, it had been working fine. Wait, what was the personal project? It was for Ian. Oh, it was a client project, but oh. it was for a friend. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so we were just, able. We were. We just reshot it. That's right. Uh, that's but right. thank goodness, 
It wasn't a wedding, an out-of-state shoot. Oof. Uh, because there are projects that you cannot redo. Yeah. Um, and I'm. we're probably going to talk mostly to you wedding filmmakers and photographers out there yep. in this episode because that is one of the few things that you cannot redo. It is basically impossible unless they're having an elopement and they want to do it again. It's just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, it is probably the worst thing that maybe could happen to you as a, as a wedding vendor business ever photo or video ever. So how do you avoid it? So the reason why this is all top of mind and fresh for us and why we're talking about it is we have a really close friend that just went through something like this and we'll explain that in a second. But the first time we ever heard of it was a couple of years ago, we were shooting a friend with a really good friend, photographer, wedding photographer here in town. We were just like blown away. And I remember like halfway through the day, the wedding day, this happened. No, it was like right before dinner. Right before dinner, that's like right. Like at the end, almost right before, it was pretty much right at the beginning of the reception. And comes over here like white as a ghost and just like, bro. And he's like looking at his computer or his camera and clicking around and like trying to figure stuff out. And I was like, I literally felt like sick to my stomach for yeah. him. And uh, yeah, it was it was a hot mess. He did have a second with him, which is great, but didn't shoot the whole family portrait session. Right. I'm pretty sure. And so anyway, like pretty important, like grandmas, grandparents, like the pictures that you literally keep for forever and put in a book and cherish, really, really important. And uh, they were all gone. And the second was shooting like, somewhere else or shooting like setup or details somewhere else. And so really, really sad. Well, anyway, we were able to hook the homie up by doing a ton of screenshots Yeah, and just like from the film. Cause we, we literally shot that whole se- section, thank God, and gave them like these special moments and they, they were super gracious and I don't think it was a big deal. Um, granted he had a second shooter and he had half the other day of the footage. So it wasn't like, too much. He it was shooting like, dual camera too, I think. So he had the other camera. Yes. That one was yeah, fine. It was dual just, camera. But he'd shot like all of the bride photos or something with that one camera. Right. Yeah. Cause he had like um, a 50 and 85 or something. Yeah. 35, 85. Anyway. So that was one of the things, but that was kind of like even still like a good case, like compared to what it could have been. And then another situation, um, we heard recently that someone had lost uh, a full wedding of photos and it just like, put us all into like shock and you know our employee Carrie is going to be jumping in full-time like wedding photography because she loves it and we're like you gotta protect yourself like make sure you get these things in place because you don't want to be in a position where you run into losing a whole wedding yeah and we've read a ton of stuff online too where people just get sued or get like in legal issues and problems with lawyers and it, it can get really, really yeah. messy, really, really fast, especially with the mom and dad of the bride. Like they are, they could be ruthless, which I, I totally understand why they yeah. would be. Um, but yeah, it's just very scary. It's yeah. just not even worth like the few hundred dollars that you have to spend to kind of get some good backup systems in your life. It's not even it could be $20,000 and it would be worth it to me yep. <laughs> because I don't want to ever have to deal with that ever. Yeah. We, I mean, we built an entire raid system, um, which was, I don't know, it was like $5,000 all in all. Mm-hmm. But that part of that is to 
protect ourselves from this. Um, and you don't have to do that. Uh, I want to make that clear. Yeah. You don't have to spend that much money. Honestly, you can do a pretty decent job for like 250 bucks. Right. Um, so let's talk about how you can have peace of mind yep. um, to some degree. Now, I feel like when you get peace of mind is when you start being lackadaisical and making mistakes. And so I very much am under the mindset that you should carry a healthy level of fear towards this subject. Yeah. It shouldn't cause you anxiety, but there needs to be like that level of respect for it. Of right. This is potentially the most critical, important thing you could make absolutely sure yeah. uh, that you check every box and every detail on in your whole business. Yep. Um, and so it's very, very important. I just want to stress that. Um, and I think the, the first and most basic way to do this is if you have a camera that will shoot two SD cards, please, please shoot simultaneous dual SD cards yeah. for both photo and video. Don't, don't do the thing where you fill Fills up card up. A and then it jumps to card B, no. buy two sets of SD cards. They're yeah. like $40. <laughs> Just do it. Do it. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would double down on that. Uh, if it shoots C fast and SD or whatever that looks like in your personal camera or your gear, just shoot simultaneous Please. dual slot. Because just do it. It is inevitable. It doesn't matter what brand of SD card you use. Yeah. It doesn't matter what camera you have. You will have an SD card issue at some point yep. in your business. It will happen. Yep. Not a matter of if, but when. When and we that's first started with all of this. When we first started, we had issues with like Remember those SD cards I had that were like 220 bucks a piece or something? Yeah, the, we, you had a UHS-2 card like before that was like, even a thing. And I don't know why, because your 6D didn't support it. Yes, it, it was uh, a client had purchased that ah, for a gig, and got I it. didn't tell her what cards to get, and she just bought the, nice. the nicest ones. Yeah. I mean, they're so very nice. They, it was great, and they lasted for forever, but we, we started having issues with those, and they were, like I said, 220 bucks or whatever at the time. I mean, this was like seven years ago, so... Um, yeah, just now SD cards are so cheap. That's another thing. Let's touch on that. I feel like there's this like weird SD card disease where like people just like lose them yeah. for fun. Um, and I don't understand it. I was just talking, we were talking about this in the office the other day, but I still have like my 16 gigs from when I first started shooting. <laughs> like they're in a drawer somewhere yep. and I'll probably throw them away. I know exactly like, where they are. Like I... I just don't understand it. And so here's the thing. Buy like eight or 10 or 12. Buy a $4 or $6 case from Amazon like we've done, a yep. hard case, and you just put them in the little slots. And when you take two out, you put two back in. Like it's it's very, very, very simple. Um, but stop losing them. And then also another thing about SD cards, and I feel like it's in this like weird disease realm, is stop shooting four or five shoots on the same SD Ooh, card because then you're getting on a sh on set or on a shoot and you're like, well, I only have like 800 shutters like left. I only have 10, 15, 30 minutes left. Oh, could I squeeze it all on this card? Can I delete this all with this date or should I save this one? And I, oh, I think I dumped that one. And then you got to call your whoever or you're by yourself and you don't have anyone to call to check 
and you're just stressing for no reason. Just stop doing it. Here, stop having the SD card disease. <laughs> Here's another one. Don't wait. Don't kind wait. of kind of goes along with what Darren was saying. Don't shoot multiple shoots on the same SD card. Don't wait. Don't wait to dump your footage. Just do it right away. Yep. Make sure you double check it after you dump it and just just do it right away. Yeah. So one of the things when we're dumping footage, if you have multiple cards and multiple cameras, whatever, it can kind of feel like a lot. If you got drone, you have two cameras, you got audio, or maybe you're just a photographer, whatever. But you have multiple cards. You want to make sure that when you're dumping them, you're looking at the date, like the first shot you shot was like, okay, I arrived at the shoot at nine o'clock and your first shutter click was at 9.05. Okay, cool. 9.05. And then you left at 8 p.m. Okay, 8 p.m., whatever. And then you're like, okay, I can visually see the whole day of dates and times. It's all here. Cool. Dump that cam A or your first card. Then do your second card and just like make sure that you're looking through, you're reviewing, you're open, clicking. Yep. Open, Actually it. open files yeah, like, because they... It could be corrupt. Yeah. I, I've seen that before where the files are there, but they, they're they not images. It's just like data. Yeah. Um, that's what happened with the photographer we're talking about um, mm -hmm. who his card corrupted mid-shoot or it had been corrupted all day um, and he hadn't gone back and looked at it, but all of his photos were just data. There was no image. It yeah. was just stuff. So yeah. that can happen. Yeah. I think another thing that we could talk about too is like what type of storage. So a lot of people... My myself included, is, I've always had like the little like portable hard drives. Um, they're just complete trash yep. and they're really, really slow. And um, my a good friend of mine years ago had his entire life's work of music he's produced, photography he's taken, videos, like memories, everything was solely on this, the orange, like rubber. Uh, see. Yeah, it has a rubber the, case. It's the rubber case. So they were like really cool. They were like two hundred like Thunderbolt bucks. two. Yeah. Like yeah. They were super nice back in the day, but they sucked though. He he would operate and live off of that thing. Well, he was he played a gig because he DJ'd, and outside of the bar, he dropped it on the cement, and it sh like shattered the inside, and so he had to send it in, and they could not recover it. He lost his entire life's work, memories, everything was on that thing. And so ever since then, even like it just stresses me out to yep. know like stuff is living on stuff like that. I would just, so Austin walk through just kind of some of the gear that we've, the affordable gear that's like really reliable that we've really chosen to lean in on. Yeah. So there's different scales of this up to like enterprise level servers yep. that are very expensive and require uh, network administrators to run them. That's not what we're going to talk about. We're not there yet. Um, and then there's kind of where we're at, which is you have a, a redundant storage array that's, you know, more sophisticated than just mm -hmm. a desktop drive. Um, but there's also a very entry level way to do this. And in my opinion, it's pretty much as safe as what we're doing right now. So mm -hmm. base level, what I would do is I would get the highest capacity that you can afford of a desktop hard drive, whether that's Seagate, Western Digital, it uh, doesn't matter. I've never had an issue with any of them. Yeah, we have I've like never had like one corrupt. 15 of them like archived as when we first started our company, that's how we rolled. And so we have like 15 in a bin somewhere um, just in case if we were to ever <laughs> pull up anything. But it's they, they use desktop hard drives. Yeah. So what you would see in a in a business grade desktop 
Some of them are even um, enterprise or server grade drives that are inside these, but they're they're good desktop drives that are going to last a long time. Yeah. Um, and they just sit. Uh, that's the terrible thing about portable spinning disk hard drives yep. is you move them around and it doesn't take very much to break the pin or the disc. It's very fragile inside. Um, yeah. Even with a shock bumper like the Lassies have, they're just, they're not very durable. Yep. But the desktop drive just sits on your desk. And this is your master drive where you dump everything to. You get done with a shoot, you plug in your SD cards and it goes straight onto that drive. Um, if you can afford a second drive of equal capacity, I would buy two drives and then I would install Chronosync and set it up where every night drive A that you dump everything to yeah. uh, automatically backs up any new data to drive B. Yep. Only in one direction. And if you have questions, um, reach out. We can help you with that. Yeah. Um, we get this. We've had this question before and w- walk through this with people. Yep. Um, but even if you just have one drive, um, you're, you're most likely going to be okay for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but also getting an SSD. And if you have any desire, I would say even if you don't want uh, to take things on the go and work on them, um, I would buy an SSD strictly just to edit off of because it's going to be much faster than your desktop drive, especially if you're working with 4K footage, yep. big libraries, things like that. It'll be so much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it creates a level of redundancy for the projects that you're currently working on. So if even if the desktop drive were to fail, at least the projects you have open right now, you have and can finish. Um, so that would be like bare minimum and you can get a one terabyte desktop or solid state drive for like 120 bucks. Uh, a five terabyte desktop hard drive is like 150 bucks or something like that. So for like under 500 bucks, you could have a redundant, a redundant desktop storage system and a edit drive that you can work off of. Um, and you're pretty you're pretty much protected in that scenario from everything besides both drives failing at once, which chances of that happening are pretty astronomical. Yeah. Um, really the thing that you're not protected against in that instance is theft or building damage, a fire, um, something that would happen that would ruin all of those drives at the same time right. or they would get stolen. Yeah. Um, how you can further protect it against that is you can look into something like Backblaze uh, that will automatically... Uh, make this drive upload to the cloud every single night, um, kind of like Chronosync, but it'll do it to the cloud. So that way everything gets stolen. You can at least download a copy of all of your most recent data from that. Right. If you do those three things, you're probably going to be just fine. But only if you make sure when you're dumping your footage, you're triple checking, quadruple checking, making sure you have everything that you shot. Uh, another little side note, if you shoot Sony, when you get to the 9999 number on your photos, it creates a new folder and starts over at 0001. Right. I've seen people forget to transfer one of those two folders. Yep. And that can be most of your days of photos. Yikes. And then you forget about it. You didn't double check. And now you format it over that card and those photos are gone. Yeah. Another thing that I thought of when you're talking is what about some of the people that maybe have really good systems, but just have that like one-off terrible experience where you know, something corrupts or maybe they accidentally format a card. Is there any hope or is there any system out there where, you know, if I accidentally formatted a wedding and I was so sure that I dumped it or so sure that I, whatever, just the one-offs, the the kind of things that we, you know, 
this never happens, but it just happened yeah. at one time. Like, is there any systems out there? Is there, is there anything you can do? It depends. Yeah. Um, if your card corrupts or you've just formatted over a shoot and you haven't shot anything on it since, there may be hope. Um, SanDisk Rescue Pro comes with most of the SD cards that you can buy from them. Mm -hmm. You get a license of it for free. Um, so if you don't have it, you may have to buy an SD card or just buy the program, but I have had some luck with recovering photos on that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a program called Disk Drill. If you have any, like your solid state drive corrupts or a uh, hard drive corrupts or something like that, it can go in and analyze and at least try to recover and make a copy of the data on a working drive. Right. Um, so those two programs would be my recommendation. Now, if you formatted it weeks ago and have already shot on it twice, like there's nothing that can be done. The best thing that can be done in that situation is owning up, being honest to the client, uh, offering everything that you can in terms of reparations, whether that be a full refund for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's non-negotiable. Fully refunding their money, especially if it's a wedding. Yep. Even if you didn't lose all the photos, but only some, fully refunding the wedding. Yep. Offering to do a free shoot or pay for them to do a free shoot with someone else. Yep. Um, whatever you can do uh, to repair and make them feel like you care about them. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's all you can do. Yep. And hope and pray that you don't get sued or yep. they're not going to go slam you on social media or your Google reviews. Yeah, it can it can ruin you for forever. Yeah. Um, it's not worth it. Like these things that we're talking about, we're trying to help you understand that you can spend a few hundred bucks or 500 bucks or less to really get yourself in a spot of protection, but also just how to handle those situations. If you were in them, um, you don't, if you want to do this for a living, which I would hope that you do, unless it's a side hustle and you just don't care if you get screwed over and you never shoot again. But I would say that's probably not the case for mm -hmm. most of you. Um, so yeah, this is just like a couple things that we were thinking about, like, man, if these little things were in place, you guys could really, really just set yourself up for success. Um, set yourself up to never let down any brides or grooms or clients and just keep your, your company moving forward. Yep. So my challenge to you this week is to identify and create one SOP yep. for your business, whether it's a couple ideas, mm -hmm. how to dump footage, yeah. how to create a file structure for a client. Have you dialed that in for yourself yet? If yeah. not, I would highly recommend it. Again, if you have questions, reach out. Yeah. Um, maybe once we have all these SOPs in place, we can just like put them out and you guys can steal them if you want. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but reach out if you have any questions. Hello, Glory Visuals. Uh, oh, and if you've listened this far, um, you probably have some more questions yeah. Um, cause otherwise you wouldn't listen this far. So if you're listening now, please do me a favor. You probably have ideas or things that you want to know, things you, uh, are wondering or challenges that you're up against. Let us know. You can go to glorivisuals.com slash podcast, fill out a super short form. Let us know what your ideas are. Uh, that would really help us out because sometimes it's tough to know what people want to know. So yeah. let us know. You got anything else for us, Darren? No, just keep crushing. You guys are doing great. Super proud of you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Um, we love adding value to you, giving you handles and things that we've gone through and, and hoping that you won't have to go through the hard things to um, continue to grow your business like we have. Yeah. Um, so that's why, we, that's why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. And uh, we're just super grateful for you guys. If you like this podcast, if you've enjoyed it, please give it a five-star rating on Apple or just 
rate it however you'd like, but five stars is always really great. Super helpful. Gets us uh, more exposure so people can get uh, access to the podcast. If you enjoy it, like tag us on social media, hit us up, um, ask a question on social media. We love to answer your questions. And again, like Austin said, uh, glorivisuals.com slash podcast. Uh, you can submit a form and and uh, submit what we can talk about on a, a future episode. All right, Glory Gang, we love you. Yep. And we'll see you in the next episode. See you guys. Bye.